0: Welcome to the Healthcare Quality Podcast, sharing tools, tips, and techniques for healthcare quality improvement with a special focus on managing data. Here's the latest update. Hello and welcome to the Healthcare Quality Podcast. My name is David Kashmir. My background is as a a Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt. I'm also a surgeon and uh, an MBA, and uh, my passion is uh, data data collection, and using data uh, to improve quality in healthcare. Today I wanted to talk with you about uh, data fidelity and uh, certain uh, thoughts on uh, data quality. It turns out when we look at data by the numbers, approximately 40% of all company data is found to be inaccurate, and this is by Halo Business Intelligence, as seen on Data Science Central about 92% of businesses admit that their contact data is not accurate, and about 66% of organizations believe they're negatively affected by inaccurate data. In healthcare, experientially, our numbers are much higher. Routinely, when we go to pull charts and data, data fidelity and validation is a big problem. One of the questions you may ask yourself is, now that we're looking at uh, just how good our data are, Um, Does this impact our business's bottom line? How does this impact uh, our business, whether we're a hospital or uh, some other aspect of industry? Well, it turns out uh, there's evidence about what happens uh, with a data fidelity uh, or data quality initiative uh, uh, per datasciencecentral.com. And uh, there's a link uh, to this article uh, at our blog, and that's insights.thesurgicallab.com. If you go there, you'll find more information on uh, data quality under an entry called 17,000 Men Are Pregnant. We'll get to more on that in just a moment. But again, it turns out the data quality initiatives show large uh, changes in business endpoints, including a 10 to 20% reduction in corporate budget, about a 40 to 50% reduction in IT budget, and 40% reduction in operating costs. And uh, increases are typically seen, according to uh, Data Science Central, in both revenue and sales uh, for industries where those endpoints are more applicable. Dirty data can be damaging. Um, For example, uh, the uh, title for that blog, 17,000 Men Are Pregnant, uh, comes to us uh, from the fact that due to incorrectly entered medical codes at certain British hospitals, uh, thousands of men appeared pregnant and seemed to require obstetric and prenatal exams. And that error, uh, those errors, caused disastrous results in billing claims and compliance per this entry at datasciencecentral.com. So there are a lot of factors uh, that go into uh, quality data and uh, having quality data, recording it, making it accessible and useful. And again, experientially, uh, this is something uh, we teach and talk about when we talk about the use of statistical process control in our hospitals. And let me tell you how we do that. One of the main focuses when we teach and work in uh, quality in hospitals is to get data directly from the process. And when I say directly from the process, I don't mean get data from a data warehouse the next day or query your uh, registry for data. Those things are all typically what we do. Uh, We have registries. It's great to have them. But it turns out it's a lot more valuable to go to where the process is occurring, Uh, and collect uh, continuous or discrete data, depending on how you've uh, set up uh, your particular um, uh, data collection plan, but to go right to the process and to collect those endpoints. Uh, For more information about continuous versus discrete data, uh, you can visit us on the blog. uh, insights.thesurgicallab.com, and also uh, surgicalbusinessmodelinnovation.com, where we talk about discrete versus continuous data. But the point here is whichever data endpoint you use, uh, focus on getting the data directly from the process at the point the process is occurring, and doing so in a sort of prospective way is key. And this is because we see that by the time data leaves the process, gets into the uh, registry that you're using, a lot of different things happen. First, the operational definition for the endpoint you want to look at, the one that has meaning for your quality improvement project, doesn't always line up with what the registry asks or wants. Quality Podcast, focusing on data and decision-making tools for healthcare quality improvement. I've helped out with uh, hospitals where I've uh, worked in the past. One of the things is, boy, staffing to collect data is very challenging. It's really just not valued. Uh, Hospital staffing, a great deal, uh, a great amount of the costs to staff a hospital comes from labor and uh, if if you agree that approximately 60 percent of hospital costs are labor costs and and that's broadly speaking what it is across organizations it's very challenging to make the argument for why you should have an FTE a full-time employee or a part-time employee go to the place where the process is occurring and collect data it's hard to make that argument but I think you'll understand based on the numbers we just shared about how data fidelity and poor data impacts our business endpoints, I think you can agree now that it's very worthwhile to have the best data you can. If your decisions are based on data and you run a very data-driven shop, you can probably intuit that it's key that the data we use are accurate. So if you think that it's too expensive to collect good data, well, you're likely incurring the costs and expense of not having good data. And that tends to be much more uh, significant than you anticipate again as noticed that when data quality projects are done uh, projects that focus on the quality of what we put into our registries or what comes to us in a timely fashion to make decisions well in those projects we see again reductions in corporate budget of 10 to 20 percent i.t budget reductions operating cost reductions and we see increases in revenue So for today's entry, I wanted us to talk just a a little bit about data fidelity and how it impacts our bottom line. Again, a lot of what we talked about can be found on datasciencecentral.com, and there's a link to this article. And you can find uh, this article uh, uh, with the link uh, at uh, insights.thesurgicallab.com, and we have a little gloss on it and then a link uh, to the article. Again, if you think it's too expensive to collect good data, well, you should try not collecting good data because that's a that's a lot more expensive. And so, again, in summary, we just wanted to highlight for you all today uh, some of the really dramatic costs associated with uh, bad data. And again, our our advice and my advice from having done uh, many quality pro- improvement projects over the year, and a typical teaching in uh, healthcare quality improvement projects is go right to the place of the process you've teased out. Go right to it, uh, take the stopwatch clipboard or what have you, and take a look at it. Uh, Take a look and collect your data right from the process. It won't be as cleaned as the registry may make it. Uh, It won't be um, fraught with the challenges of taking the operational definition that you wanna look at and somehow shoehorning that into what the registry wants. So uh, good luck with your data collection and your quality improvement projects. And if you have any questions or stories about the use of data in your healthcare system, uh, whether it be a success story, a question about how to have a success story, or a uh, warning uh, for other data users out there, feel free to visit us and, and share your experiences. We're always happy to hear. Have a great day. Did you know the HQP is on SoundCloud and iTunes? Visit us there and at the podcast's home, surgicalbusinessmodelinnovation.com.